Hey queen, what's up girl? Welcome back to Cash In On Confidence. It's your girl, the Tiffany Wynn. And on today's episode, I am so excited to share another amazing special guest with you. Today, we have Caitlin Durning on the show and we are chatting all about Instagram and content creation and mindset around approaching Instagram when growing your business. And it is so good. You're going to absolutely love this episode. Caitlin spends her days hopping between client meetings, creating content, dreaming up strategies, and recording episodes for her podcast, The End in Mind. She also loves to spend time training her students on Instagram lead generation. Otherwise, you can catch her hanging out with her man or with her sweet little puppy, Bailey, or reading up on the latest news from the stars, because even though she knows what's coming next for her is going to be beyond great, she loves a good teaser about what to expect from her favorite horoscopes. She is a Taurus, and she is going to be bringing all the spice to us today. I am super excited to share Caitlin with you guys today. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to remind you that I am now accepting clients for the Legendary Leader Circle. This is the most juicy mashup of a mastermind and private mentorship that you could possibly ever imagine. You can get all the details by messaging me on Instagram at the Tiffany Win, and I will love to connect with you and chat with you and see if this would be a great fit to help you grow and scale your business. All right, without further ado, Queen, let's dive into today's episode. Fix that crown and take a seat on that throne. We're going in. Hey, Queen, welcome to the Cash In on Confidence podcast the show for social sellers who want to make a big impact and income. We are on a mission to transform the network marketing space by challenging societal standards and industry norms. I'm Tiffany Wynn. After spending years running circles in my business, I finally ditched the grind for grace and built a multiple six-figure social selling empire. Around here, we mix faith with action to build businesses that pursue our purpose, use our gifts for glory, and align with our soul goals. If you're ready to grow against the grain and go from overwhelmed to overflowing, uncertain to unstoppable, striving to thriving, and turn that next level confidence into cash, then take a seat on that throne and fix your crown queen because we're about to pray, slay, and get paid. Hey queens, welcome back to the show. I am so excited for today's episode. We have an incredible special guest with us here today. We have Caitlin Durning here with us and she's going to be talking to us about her shift into mindset and to growing her business in a completely different way than what she originally started. And I'm so excited to hear from her and for her to share some of her wisdom with us, because I know this is something that we love to dive into here on this show. So welcome, Caitlin. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. So would you mind just telling us a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and you know, how you had this just kind of shift into really looking at your mindset and running your business in a different way? I would love to hear more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I started my business about three years ago now. We just had our three-year anniversary in March. Um, So right out of college, I had gotten a position with a local nonprofit. I'm in the Philadelphia area. And 
great nonprofit. They just offered great benefits for cancer patients. It felt in alignment after graduating. So I ended up working with them and I actually launched an Instagram campaign for them that took their Instagram following from 18,000 followers to 500,000 followers in under a month. It was crazy. I had no background in, you know, campaigns or anything like that before I went to school for PR. So I had my school background, but nothing professional. Um, And I was not an Instagram influencer or anything like that. I still have my personal account and I never used to even dabble on the app much. So it was really surreal when we had an amount of growth. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Oh my gosh. So crazy. And it was awesome to see, like, for me, how powerful the, the, I guess, movement was on the platform. People were coming out of the woodwork left and right, like all over the world, wanting to support our local nonprofit. It was just, that was, I think, the most powerful piece behind what I was doing. And that was kind of where I started to shift my mindset. Like, maybe I can become an entrepreneur, even though I'm young. I have this one experience. I've done campaigns before through school. So how can I really pivot this to be an everyday type of practice for all business owners? Because what we were doing was not out of the ordinary, you know, like direct messaging, basically just engaging with people. And at that time, three years ago, that was kind of how you grew accounts. So And it was a little bit more, I would say, like less saturated in that market. So that was really when it all started turning. And then I was like, okay, maybe I can do this. Went out on my own, just a few clients through word of mouth in our area started to gravitate towards me. And that was when Meraki Media was born. But when I was in that mindset, I was in that growth kind of statement, like, oh, we have to have more followers are better, you know, um, since that was my experience. And that was really what drew a lot of people to me initially. So that was like my pitch. And now I've totally pivoted from that, even though I'll share that story just because it's kind of, you know, a big part of, I guess, what got me into social media. Now I really focus on the small growth. Like even if we're only gaining five to 10 followers a week, those five to 10 are going to be much more productive than having like a massive following, um, which I know you are so passionate about on as well. And, you know, so many business owners, not even business owners, influencers, they have hundreds of thousands of followers and they don't make a dollar off of the platform, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And I really am just in this place now. And it kind of, like you said, you know, three years ago, I feel like it was a completely different world on social media, specifically on Instagram, where it was very much a numbers game. And it was very much like quantity is so important and you couldn't be taken seriously if you didn't have like a certain number of followers, or if you weren't getting this many likes and things like that, then people would think that like, your account is fake or you bought those followers or things like that. And I think now I am starting to notice a shift. I know I personally look at Instagram so differently than I used to. And I'm really hoping that other people are now too, that other people are not so caught up in the numbers game and looking at like, oh, these numbers mean something when really it's not what that is. It's really the quality that we're putting out. You know, it's the quality of those followers. Like whether you have 500 or 500,000, like, 
are those 500,000 followers really invested? Are they really engaging? Are they really like into your content? Or do you have only 500 people who like love you to death and love everything you're doing and really engaged and all of those kinds of things? I think that's what really is important in today's social media world and hopefully going forward. So would you talk a little bit more about like that kind of concept and idea? And I also know that you um, have mentioned that you kind of went through like a pivot recently yeah. where you kind of shifted. Can you talk a little bit more about that too? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll kind of, maybe I'll start with the pivot. Cause I feel like that lends well, you know, into the, because really my yeah. pivot happened when COVID hit, you know, like I, the business was flourishing before that my boyfriend and I actually had just bought a house the week of the Philadelphia shutdown here. So we were flying high, you know, the economy was in a bull market. We were all like love and life. And then all of a sudden, just like everybody else, it was just kind of a stop, you know, and everything changed forever. So that was really, I would say when the pivot started to happen for me. And when I started to look internally, like what is more important to me and how can I make social media less superficial? Because so many of my clients that would come to me before, you know, the shutdown, I would say really, they wanted more followers and they didn't really care about how much money they were making off of the platform. And that just wasn't my ideal client, you know? Um, And I quickly realized that after it was just like, okay, let's get down to business and start working with these small business owners that sometimes have, like you were saying, sorry, 500 (laughs) out there. Um, but like 500 followers or a thousand followers, you know, and a lot of my clients, they sit between that range. Some have, you know, up to 5,000, of course there's a range between them, but we really now just focus on those ideal clients. And when I look at their insights, that's another huge part of it. Where are the people that follow them? Where are their their locations? And you can actually break that down through the insights. We'll look at different times of day that their followers tend to be on the platform because that will tell us if we have a skew at like 2 a.m. or something, maybe those people aren't in their region, you know, or their time zone is different. Um, And we may even be able to flush out different ideal client avatars after we look at those insights. Once they start to realize, oh, this is where my content is resonating. How can I create more content like that? That was the savable, sendable, shareable content, which as we all know, builds a lot of trust on the platform. So that's really what we focus on, like analyzing their insights, how to capitalize off of that. And then when my con- my clients and I have our weekly or monthly, excuse me, content calls, we'll talk about what they talk about with their clients because that's really so important. You know, um, the fact that they are in the know of what their clients need and that changes constantly, even before the shutdown, you know, it's so important to talk to your clients on a daily, weekly, monthly basis So, you know, what they need out of their life, instead of just telling them, this is what you need, you know, our mindset has changed so much. We actually want solutions to our problems instead of being told that these are the problems that we have, you know, marketing has pivoted so much since then. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. What would you suggest to someone who is like, okay, I don't even know 
who my ideal client is, mm-hmm. but they're trying to kind of figure out like they're, they're just putting out content right now. And it's just like throwing spaghetti at the wall. They're just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. How important is it for them to really know their ideal client and then speak specifically to that, that person? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a question that I get frequently and I'm actually relaunching my course, which is called the business Instagram training program around one of these topics. Cause it's all starts with the client, you know, we can't sell anything unless we have clients. So what I always like to say, which I actually heard from a past coach of mine is that ideal clients are a past version of yourself. So they're just that version of you. That's three six months, sometimes a year behind where you currently are. And I know we talked about this on my podcast as well, The End in Mind, which is so fun. We're like kind of looping it all back around. Sure. So it's just been a great way when you can put yourself back in those shoes, you know, three weeks ago, three months ago, six months ago, a year ago, how did you feel what were those issues that were coming about? Um, and how were those problems coming up for you on a daily basis? And then what a part of your service or your product gives a solution to that problem. So for me, I think about, you know, my clients hate getting on social. They feel like their lives don't have enough value. They have nothing to bring to the Instagram every day. And, that's where I tell them, you know, your life is actually so abundant and filled of so much content, but we just get stuck in our own way. So sometimes I'll record, you know, me making my coffee in the morning and putting the, you know, milk in there. And then maybe I'll list everything on my agenda for that day. And that's actually a form of selling, but it's subconscious selling where it's like, this is all the things that I do in a day. These are the clients that I work with. Maybe you tag them on the platform and then it starts to build that credibility. So that's really what I focus on with my clients. The client has to come first. That ideal client is so important. Yes, that's so good. I love that. And I think that's so true, especially like on social media. I think now more than ever, people don't want to just buy a product or a service. They want to feel like they have a connection with the person that they're working with, the person that they're buying from. And I think a lot of people feel like, well, I'm just, you know, I'm so boring. I don't have a, you know, interesting life. I don't know what to talk about. But, you know, sharing just, you know, those menial things that you might think are boring, like you said, like just pouring a cup of coffee, like to other people, that is something interesting to see, like how you take your coffee or, you know, that you drink coffee in the morning. No, those, those kinds of things are what help people develop that. know. And I changed it from like to connect and trust factor with you. Yeah. Because I'm sure people have heard of the no like, and trust factor. And while I think that that is important, I think that being liked isn't necessarily as important as it is for people to feel connected to you. And I talk a lot about how, like, there are so many people on social media that I follow that I like, and I enjoy their content and I enjoy following them, but they're not necessarily someone that I would buy from or someone that I would want to work with because I feel like we don't have that kind of connection to where I feel like they would understand me. Like they would feel like they would know who I am and really connect with me. And so I really, you know, encourage my clients to really look at the connection piece more than 
making content to be liked. Do you think that that's important to you? 100%. I love that. I love that little pivot of language because it makes so much sense. And I feel the same way. Like I'll follow even on my personal account, as I mentioned earlier, I still have that. I kind of use it as my spy account, my relax account when I just want to scroll and not focus on business, you know? Um, and I follow so many people on that account that I just like exactly how you said that I would probably never buy their products. You know, they maybe might sell clothing or something like that. Small business owners, of course, I would love to support, but it just isn't there. You know, I haven't ever bought something from them or I haven't pulled the trigger on investing in them, you know, um, And I think that that's such a great point because if we can't build the connection, then we know they'll never buy, you know, that they'll never follow through or ask questions in the DMs and things like that. Yeah. That's really good. So when you're working with your clients, do you help them with, you know, the content creation or are you more of just like the behind the scenes looking at like the analytics, the insights, that kind of thing? Yeah. So with our management clients, we will actually create the content for them. Um, and then we'll ask them questions. So I actually just uh, partnered, excuse me, with a copywriter this past two months. And she's been an amazing addition to, you know, just the Meraki family, I would say, because it really is a partnership. And I lean on her so much for advice. And she asks my clients questions. She listens in on the content calls. And she's able to bring another ear to the call since I kind of have that overarching marketing approach. Um, she brings it back down to like the everyday level of what they're selling, how we're moving the needle. And even though I have experience in that, I knew it was time to give my clients another resource. So that's one of the things that I would say that's really changed my mind about content and started to expand how maybe I would approach, you know, writing copy, bringing in another ear. And she's so, you know, well-versed and well-knowledged in her copywriting career that it was a great addition. And yeah, so we'll create content for them. We'll send it to them. Sometimes we'll ask follow-up questions to get down to that problem that we really want to solve for the client. And we'll do it all through Google Docs. And then we'll post the content for them. We'll schedule it through Creator Studio, which is a free application for auto posting connected to Facebook and Instagram owned by them. So that's a great free resource as well. If your listeners are looking for like an auto posting. That's so awesome. That is so awesome. I think content is such a, I mean, it's the most important piece to, to social media because that's what, you know, people are seeing to get connected to you. What would you say is, um, like the most important part of the process when it comes to creating content, would you say like the, um, like the video or the, photograph is more important than the copywriting or do you think that you know or is there one part that's more important yeah this is where I always get tripped up because I'm definitely not the person to say like only post reels you know (laughs) it's just not my person yes yeah 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 I would much rather with my clients say to them let's pick an overarching topic for your week And then as your week goes on, we're going to break down that topic, whatever feels in alignment for them. So maybe it's more of a personal topic. So a video feels comfortable or just an image feels comfortable and they'd rather have it written down below in the copy. Um, 
really like feeling into their intuition on what's going to feel best about this topic and then breaking it down from there. So there's less stress behind the content creation process and can more be like, oh, well, Tuesday, we normally do a carousel for this topic. It makes sense. But maybe on another topic, we should do a video because we want to really dive deep into the topic on Tuesday. So by the time it's Friday, the clients are on the edge of their seat, like ready to buy, especially if we're in a launch or something for our clients. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I love the idea of having a topic for the week, you know, like having a okay, this week, I really want to focus on sharing about this kind of thing. I really want to focus on talking about this topic. I think for a lot of people, you know, just coming up with ideas for what content to create is what prevents them from showing up consistently because they're like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be talking about. So I think that right there is such a golden nugget when it comes to creating content, like, oh, I can just think of like, okay, this week I want to focus, like if it's a health coach, I want to focus on, you know, um, like ab workouts or like leg workouts, you know, things like that, where they can have like just an idea of one thing to focus on. And that takes, I feel like so much pressure off of them of having to create content. And I also love how you talked about kind of having like a flow for your week, like Tuesdays are carousel days, you know, Wednesdays might be real days. Thursdays might be like live video days. If you can break things down in a way where I think it's duplicatable for you, where it's something, it's a system. I'm like, I love systems. I'm all about systems. I don't necessarily for me have a ton of systems as far as like content creation in my business. Right now, um, I'm mostly like a post on the go as I, as the spirit hits me and I have an idea, but I know for a lot of people that doesn't work. I know for a lot of people, they're like, if, if they left it up to like, just inspiration, they would have nothing. They would like not be posting at all because they don't have that, you know, ability to just create content on the go like that. So I think that is so powerful. That's such a great tip and such a great thought. Um, what would you share with um, the, these ladies who are building businesses on social media, using Instagram, and maybe they're like, okay, I think I might be ready for a little bit of outsourcing, a little bit of help with this. Um, what would you tell them to get them off the fence and into you know, wanting to have a little bit extra support with creating content? Yeah, this is such a great question. Honestly, it comes down to the freedom that you get, you know, when you're able to outsource. So for example, my clients will spend technically, you know, an hour on the phone with me, brain dumping all the things that they talked about with their clients from the past month or events that they have coming up, launches. And then it really is out of sight, out of mind until their contents in their inbox. And then all they have to do go do is go through, you know, ask other questions, leave us notes on the side. We'll handle all of the copy editing. We adjust the images for them. And a good social media manager, because of course there's people in all industries that maybe are, you know, learning or navigating, they will go back and ask you again, you know, is there another round of content edits or did we handle everything before we get it scheduled? And that's what we do for our clients so that they don't even have to 
think about posting at all throughout the week, they can just send it off. It's okay. It's approved. And then they're done for the week. So I would say if you're trying to free up some time in your everyday schedule, that would be when I would outsource. Now, if you're still on the fence, I would ask yourself, do I have an established brand? Because Really for us, we need to have a brand or brand guide to start working together. Clients in the past, we've built them for, but maybe it's not always flushed out as much as they would like before we start working together. So that would be an investment I would make before you outsource, even like a website or something. That's important to have. Maybe the website designer builds the branding for you, which would be a plus. Um And then also I would say really knowing what your service product and ideal client is, even though you may be, you know, having difficulty coming up with the ideal client, we can flush that out together on the call with your different avatars, but it's really important to know your service and or product that you want to promote because without that, then we can't convert any cash. And that's really the whole goal. Wow. That's so awesome. And that's such a great thing to know that, you know, when you are thinking about outsourcing and, you know, working with the social media manager that they're not going to be the person that's like going to give you the answers to, you know, what you're supposed to be posting, that you're there to help them with the content piece and creating that content. I think sometimes people are like, I don't know anything about my business. I don't know. And so they just like want to dump it onto someone else to do the work for them when really like you need to come already prepared, knowing, you know, what you want to share and, those kinds of things. So that's really great to know. Do you have any last things that you would um, share with us today about social media, content creation, all of those things? Yeah. You know, there's so much, obviously (laughs) we could go into, but the one key piece that I can say, which I'm so big on, which I talk about on my podcast is don't let social media become, you know, everything that you focus on in your business. That's not the goal of it. You know, I, I literally tell my clients 20 minutes a day, if we're not doing the outreach for you or engagement for you to drive more traffic to your page, 20 minutes a day, you're on the account five days a week, and then you're off. And that's it. You know, don't look at your phone until the next day, of course, unless you really want to, um, but not out of like a stressful energy, because I think that it can take on this role. And then we don't always show up as our aligned selves because maybe we're stressed and we've re-recorded the video, you know, 27 times, which is so human and natural, but by the end we're, you know, done with it. So That would be my tip. Make sure that you're monitoring your time and definitely allocating that energy to where it needs to be in your business because most of the time it's not in social media. It may be into building that brand or, you know, taking things to the next level rather than creating a post that day. Uh, I love that so much. And it's so refreshing to hear from a social media manager, you know, not to make your life social media, which I think is so important. And I think especially one thing that you said, you know, the energy of feeling stressed and overwhelmed when you're feeling that way, when you're showing up on social media, I really believe that that is translated to your audience. They're going to feel that stress that you're putting out. They're going to feel that fear, that, that overwhelm and all of those things. So if you can really set some boundaries around social media for yourself and it will help you to show up with so much more potency, I think, 
in your content, so much more potency in the action that you are doing that even if you might be doing less or spending less time on the app or doing the work, it's going to carry so much bigger of an impact because you're coming from a different energy behind it. And I think that's super important. Yeah, I could not agree more. The energy aspect is everything, you know, even if you're networking in person, right? Like yes, when you've been in business for so long, it really is just energy. And that's like the communication is so important. And then when we show up stressed, which I did for like two years of being in business, we could never reach a certain income goal. You know, it was, it kept getting shot down or people would leave. And I finally realized, you know, kind of getting back to the mindfulness thing really quickly was that I had to focus on me, get my head right so that I could actually show up for my clients in the, at the level that they needed me at, you know? Um, and that was a huge part of really settling into the business and taking that pivot back in 2020 and it's paid off immensely. So, you know, if you are feeling that chaotic energy, don't panic. We've all been there. Just do some self-work, you know, and you'll get through it. And it's not that difficult because on the other end, is much more of a reward and it's not that hard once you start, you know, just dive in. Yeah, that's so true. I um, like to say that the results of your business are your energy times your effort. And I think sometimes the only thing that we focus on is inner, I mean, the effort and we're like, oh, if I just work harder, if I just work more, if I just put in more time, show up more, do more work and all of those kinds of things. And then we forget about the energy piece. And so you're maybe doing the work, but you feel really crappy and you're exhausted and you're burnt out. And then you're still not seeing the results and you're like, but I'm showing up, I'm doing so much work. And it's like, but you are doing it from a place of burnt out, you know, lack energy. And that's not going to translate into, you know, the results that you're wanting to get. So that's so true. Yeah. 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 And I love that, you know, the idea of having a social media manager can take some of that pressure and weight off of you, you know, having someone to do that piece, because I do think that, you know, social media is such a huge part of, you know, building your business when you're doing it online, that it can take up so much of your time and your energy and your focus. And like you said, if you could just spend that one hour, you know, touch base with you, and then you're able to free up your time to do other things, um, that is so powerful um, so that you're getting more done with less energy, you know? And so I think that's just really awesome. So anyone that is like, oh my gosh, I think I need this. I think I need a social media manager. Or if they're just interested in in getting more tips from you, where can they come find you? Yeah, absolutely. So you guys can find me on Instagram at Meraki, M-E-R-A-K-I underscore media underscore management. Um, And feel free to DM me with like any questions at all. This is what I love to do. I love to help business owners. Um, And sometimes we're just making the solution a little bit more complicated, you know, in our heads. So no question is a stupid question. You know, all questions are valid. So DM me and, you know, I do 
all types of coaching around this as well. So I'm, I will be launching a course. And after that, I'll be doing like a long-term group program, which will basically just be a monthly check-in where we'll review your content on the call. You'll be in this community with a bunch of other women entrepreneurs that feel the same way, struggle with content creation. Um, and then I'll be popping in, you know, here and there to give advice. So if you guys are ever interested in that, like feel free to DM me about that, those upcoming offers too. I love that so much. And your podcast is the end in mind. Yes. And so they can come hang out with you there too, right? Yes, please do. I would love that. We have tons of tips. You know, if you're just kind of looking to get some more knowledge or like learn more about my personality, the podcast and Instagram is a great place to check that out. I put it all out there. I'm like to be very honest, you yes. know, with my community. So yeah, please come hang out. That would be love great. it so much. Yeah, we'll put those links in the show notes for you guys. Come hang out with Caitlin. She's amazing. So much knowledge and wisdom. And I think that you know, this conversation was so great because I know, um, just from, you know, the ladies that I get to connect with more personally within this community, you know, how stressful social media can get and how overwhelming and all of the things. But I just really know that we can get to a place where social media is fun again. And I know that like getting on social media used to be like so fun. And now it just feels like an extra weight for so many people when they start businesses. And I think that, you know, it can get to a place where it's a place where you enjoy being and it doesn't feel like you're there because you're working and you have to be there, but you're there because you enjoy it and you want to be there. So thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting with us, Caitlin. Thank you so much for having me. I had the best time. Yes. We'll have to have you back again soon. I would love that. Talk to yes. you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Girlfriend, did you love that episode or did you love that episode? <laughs> Let me know. Take a screenshot, put it in your Instagram stories and tag me at the Tiffany Wynn. The more that we can share the love of this podcast, the more women that we are going to help. And the more women that we help, the more women we're going to see walking around being audacious about their ambition and glowing unapologetically. Would that not be the kind of world that you want to live in? I know I do. So make sure you're subscribed to this show and make sure you leave me a review. Come hang out with me on Instagram in between episodes and I will chat with you again real soon. Love you.